Dateline, 26th of March, 2023. Did you miss us, guys? Well, 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 I didn't miss having a week off, Grant. <laughs> I didn't can tell you that much. <laughs> oh, oh, mate, it wasn't a week off for me, that's for sure. It wasn't a week off for either of us. We've been busy. Anyway, welcome, folks, to the Australia Desk for this week's episode number 743. Well, of course, Grant, you were busy. You were up doing commentary at yet another air show. <laughs> that's right, mate. I was up at Benalla, about uh, two, three hours north of Melbourne, depending on how fast you drive up the Hume Highway. And uh, Angela Stevenson and I were once again doing commentary together. Uh, and uh, yeah, we were covering the air show. Uh, Paul Bennett Air Show's team were there, and a number of other folks. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a good country air show. You know, the good thing about those sort of air shows, the, the, the country air shows, as you mentioned, Grant, is really the grassroots aspect of it. And it's something I think that in the United States, I know from my experience having, you know, done a lot of my flying training there, as most people know, it's it's a different feel over there in the US. But here, I think um, the, the grassroots nature of these local air shows here are so, so important for getting people, not only those who are already engaged in aviation to, to come and get their fix, obviously, but to you know, do a bit of dream building with, with other people who, you know, perhaps have driven past that airport here and there, but, you know, hey, let's just drop in and see what this is all about and who knows, maybe we can get a few more people getting the bug. That wouldn't be altogether a bad thing. I agree. Uh, there were a lot of kids there getting uh, very interested in aviation. There was some very good aerobatics, both solo and formation. Uh, there were some warbirds. The Sky Aces did a four-ship formation aerobatics like you saw if you were at Avalon. And, uh, yeah, then Paul did his solo display, which is absolutely amazing. And Glenn Graham did his one in the Edge 540, which is just fantastic. There was also the Heritage Trainers. Uh, so we had the Wirraway leading three CT4s. That was pretty cool to see. And uh, some gliders opened it up. Uh, we had a skydiver come in with the Aussie flag while Paul's doing rings around him in the wolf pits pro <laughs> always i feel sorry for the the diver you know this jump is trying to fly this dirty great flag and bring it in properly and meanwhile the buzzsaw of doom is spinning around <laughs> he does great work paul bennett and uh, paul bennett air shows um probably they try and model themselves i think in many ways on what you might see from someone in the states like skip stewart that kind of mm. air show in a box type of thing and really they're probably the only people here in australia that do that and uh, they have really got that down to a science now. They do a great job. They travel really all over Australia, predominantly, I'd say, probably up and down the East Coast, but uh, they do get around to other parts of Australia and they, they really do put on a great show. Anyway, Grant, we should uh, get on to some of the aviation news of the week. And uh, yet again, it's not been a great week for helicopters and, uh, well, not military helicopters. And in fact, a type that won't be for much longer in Australian service, the MRH-90. Yeah, one decided to go for a swim in Jarvis Bay, south of Sydney, during a night exercise for uh, fast roping uh, SAS and so on. Some Navy clearance divers, some special forces folks on, on board all training and yeah, things went wrong in a heck of a hurry. I think you've got some audio for it. I do. I have a uh, press conference, a quote here from the Army's Major General Stephen Jobson. Aviators of the 6th Aviation Regiment and personnel of the 2nd Commando Regiment were undertaking a routine counter-terrorism training exercise. At approximately 9pm, an MRH-90 helicopter incurred an incident that resulted in a ditching. As a consequence of the incident, Defence uh, has issued an operational pause on the MRH-90 Taipan fleet and a safety investigation has commenced by the Defence Flight Safety Bureau. 
Now, okay, I think that probably the uh, the good takeaway from that is that nobody was uh, really seriously injured in that incident, and uh, it looks like they actually weren't too far out into Jarvis Bay when that happened. So, it uh, it obviously uh, wasn't too much of a task uh, to get that aircraft recovered at least back to the shore, so that that investigation can start. But uh, Grant, the MRH ninety now. You know, um, we've reported uh, in previous Australia desks that the Australian Defence Force, the government, has uh, taken the decision to uh, retire that type uh, starting from next year. Uh, in fact, uh, I read here in an article by our good friend Andrew McLaughlin that um, the Navy uh, actually has uh, ceased using the type altogether already. That's right. They uh, they got rid of all theirs, uh, handed them back to the common pool. Uh, generally, there was a pool of airframes shared by Army and Navy. Um, Navy was only using six, Army using the majority. But as of last year, Navy decided they didn't want to use it anymore. They'd had a uh, tail rotor delamination off the coast of Queensland, which fortunately the aircraft, the, the crew were like, this doesn't feel right. They flew back and landed on the LHD, the landing helicopter dock, like a mini aircraft carrier thing uh, that it was operating from. And that was where they discovered the tail rotor blade delaminating and in fact they went through the whole fleet and found a whole lot of them like that so navy said yeah we don't want to use these over water anymore army were training in jervis bay as you said they weren't that far out into the bay uh when this occurred of course the mrh 90 has flotation gear small boats towed it back to the shore so it was just sitting in the uh, water just near the beach and then eventually they put more flotation gear on it towed it back out and the Navy's vessel, the Reliant, uh, retrieved it. It's a very interesting ship. The Reliant, like a service vessel, uh, they do a lot of training on it. It's got cranes, all that kind of stuff. So they uh, hoist, hoisted it out of the water so, so that they can now take it away and do all that studying that they need to do to figure out what happened. And by the what the witnesses were saying, it sounds like it lost a bit of power. They uh, were heading towards the water. They came back up from the uh, away from the surface and uh, then there was a big boom and flash and flame and everything up around the rotor and back into the water so i don't know it sounds like it could be a gearbox or an engine or something like that but whatever happened it wasn't good and they couldn't keep it in the air and down they went well i think the good thing was that the uh, the flight crew there was able to uh, bring that down in a safe manner which is uh, an absolute credit to them the australian defense force currently has a fleet of uh, 47 mrh 90s um now we don't know this is probably not something this could have happened to any type we don't know what the uh, the outcome of that investigation is going to be but uh yeah, that type will be uh, replaced starting next year with a new fleet of Blackhawks. Uh, so, you know, I, I, it'd be interesting to see what happens to that fleet. I wonder what they'll do with them, Grant. They'll probably sell them to another nation or some of them will go into civilian service. Well, that's going to be tricky. There's a lot of people who don't want them. Um, a number of countries that have these aircraft, they're known as the NH-90 in other parts of the world. We call them the MRH-90. But they're basically... A number of countries are ditching them. They're not happy with service, uh, access to parts, all that kind of thing. It's not really been the big success it's supposed to have been. Uh, the Kiwis are using them. They may grab some for parts and spares and so on. I'm not sure. But, yeah, just interesting that this particular type of helicopter, it's not just us having problems with them. Okay, Grant, we'll, we'll leave that one there. And just sticking with Defence briefly, Grant, a new heavy maintenance facility has been opened or reopened up in Brisbane, uh, servicing our KC-30A fleet and our uh, C-27J Spartans. That's right, mate. Northrop Grumman Australia has uh, opened their modified and modernised Brisbane Maintenance and Modification Centre. And so it's got a lot more capacity for expansion and it's able to take on uh, maintenance of those two airframes. 
uh, yeah, it's a pretty good thing for uh, Queensland, 100 jobs basically, and uh, capacity for expansion, as I said. Yeah, a $20 million investment. So, uh, you know, that facility up there around Brisbane, uh, it's been very, very busy over the years. So it's good to see that uh, some money is being invested in it. Of course, there's a lot of money flying around defence uh, in this part of the world at the moment. So I think a lot of uh, organisations are able to take advantage of that and and upgrade and modernise. So this is uh, certainly a very good example of that. Certainly is, mate. Certainly is. But, uh, mate, keeping a bit of a military theme, but let's move civilian. And uh, speaking of our Kiwi friends, uh, across the ditch over there in New Zealand, uh, friend Bevan Dews has uh, got his Harvard back in the air. Yeah, Grant's an article we read here in uh, warbirdnews.com and uh, Bevan Dews is, uh, has a, uh, quote, an immaculately restored former Royal New Zealand Air Force Mark IIa Harvard. And uh, it's uh, landed at its new home at Masterton here over in New Zealand uh, just this week. And uh, that's been the result of a three-year rebuild effort. Yep, a lot of meticulous detail has gone into restoring this aircraft and keeping it as close to original as possible. And uh, those of you may know of Bevan, he uh, was at one point the youngest pilot in the world flying World War I aircraft. Uh, I think he was about 18 or so. He had uh, learned to fly at a young age and was doing a lot of work with the Vintage Aviator Limited who restore and make replicas and so on of World War I aircraft. Peter Jackson's involved in that operation, you know, Lord of the Rings man. So, yeah, Bevan learned to fly and started cleaning floors, look, doing general duties and wound up becoming helping out as crew and then as a pilot on these World War One aircraft. So I had the privilege of running into Bevan and his partner over in uh, Oshkosh in 2019. We had a couple of days running around enjoying ourselves over there. It was great. It's interesting, Grant, uh, this aircraft rolled off the uh, North American Aviation's factory line in Dallas as an AT-6C in uh, the spring of 1943, according to this article, and the New Zealand Air Force uh, took delivery of that aircraft under a Lend-Lease agreement in June of that year uh, and actually remained in service with the New Zealand Air Force until uh, late 1954. And uh, as late as 1971, in fact, uh, it was being used as a, uh, a training airframe for mechanics and airframes, that sort of stuff. So it's, it's certainly uh, it certainly made a very significant contribution to New Zealand, not only in uh, wartime service, but uh, in times beyond that. Yeah, and it's great to see that Bevan's uh, picked it up in 2020 and uh, spent a lot of effort getting it back in the air. So looking at the photos, it's a magnificent restoration. Yeah, it certainly is, Grant. And uh, I tell you what, speaking of restorations, the restoration of Playing Crazy Down Under is uh, underway as we speak. The first episode, uh, which was called uh, Push Back and Start. See what I did there with that fancy title name, Grant. Oh, a t- nice aviation, know, right? Push Back and Start. That one's been live for a couple of weeks now. Thanks to everybody who's downloaded that episode. We've really appreciated the uh, the downloads we've had. And, of course, uh, we've had some good feedback too, which we also appreciate. You can send us some bad feedback if you want. I mean, we can always delete it. I mean, no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I am really offended at yahoo.com, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. And, uh, of course, uh, as uh, this uh, episode of the Airplane Geeks goes to air, the second in our new series, uh, will be just going live, and that's featuring a great interview with our good friend, uh, airline pilot and uh, journalist Owen Zup. And uh, really happy with the way that one came together. So, uh, yeah, check us out, playingcrazydownunder.com. We'd really appreciate it. But I guess enough shameless self-promotion, Grant. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we'll be back with more shameless self-promotion in another week or so. You bet. The the shamelessness and self-promotion never ends here on this side of the world. Oh, not, not at uh, Southern Skies Media, that's for sure. <laughs>